When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and boy, do we have something special for you today. One of my all-time favorite players growing up and one of the greatest secondaries ever was cornerback Eric Davis. He's going to be joining us today, and man, ew, we jump into some history. Uh, we go through his draft story, and then we conclude the episode by breaking down what the 49ers have to look forward to this year, uh, what it is that makes their defense so special, and what is the only thing stopping them from reaching greatness this year in 2019. So Eric uh, Davis is going to help us with that. Okay, there's just a little piece of news that I want to talk to before we jump straight into the interview, and that is the 49ers made an addition to their practice squad. Cornerback Tease Tabor, um, he was drafted in the second round of the 2017 class. Uh, he came out of Florida, six foot, 199. This is my draft profile on him. I wasn't the biggest fan, still not the biggest fan, but you know we definitely could use some more corner depth just in case another injury happens. He could be called up to the active roster. Now, I'm not quite sure the 49ers are done at the corner position. They have bought a, brought a lot of people in, a lot of bodies, some old faces like Dante Jackson, uh, Johnson, a couple other people. So it, not saying that this person's going to be sticking around the practice squad for a while, but I wanted to make you aware of what we got. Now, again, going back to my previous uh, draft breakdown of him coming out of college, he was my 14th corner ranked that year, number 98 overall. It was a super solid corner draft, so he got pushed down the ranks a lot. He's not particularly fast. He ran a four six two, and he had a whole bunch of character concerns both on and off the field. So failed drug tests, fights with teammates, and whenever he got to the combine, people were real curious because he looks explosive on film. He tested very poorly. He was in the bottom 10% of all categories and was kind of a shuffle zone corner with great ball ball skills. The reason why he went in the second round is because 
He had nine interceptions in his career. Ball skills were off the chart. Um, you know, my NFL comparison for him was a poor man's Asante Samuel. And so he just has not been able to figure out exactly how to make it work at the NFL level. But he is a 49ers, and I'm hoping for his success. And it, it's kind of, you know, it's nice because, you know, as we jump in with Eric Davis here in a second, I love talking secondary and just man technique and all that stuff. And Eric's going to talk more about that. So, but before we do that, I do want. I want to say thank you to our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. These guys have been with us for a while, and they are very, very special. Here's the thing that's so special about MyBookie. One, if you head over there, mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit, and you can bet on everything. Now, <laughs> I am a little bit of a historic or historian, and so I started clicking around on their site. You could bet on the presidential debates. Now they got odds for that, not to mention all the sports in the world that you could ever want to bet on. We're going to have some more betting specials later on this week as we do a week three summary uh, where we break down the entire 49ers every single player where they rank position wise uh, with the rest of the NFL after a quarter of the season is over here in week four so we still have that to look forward to but again head over to mybookie.ag use promo code 49ers and here's the thing with them Uh, you make a bet and when you win you get your money out easy you bet you win you get paid very very simple that is my bookie so without further ado let's jump into our interview with one of the great 49ers Eric Davis and with us today 49ers rush podcast we have Eric Davis Super Bowl champion all pro pro bowl corner played with the 49ers for six years and several other teams Eric welcome to the podcast really excited to talk with you sir Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. And Looking forward to it. Here's the thing. You know, it, I feel like the 49ers fan base is a little bit different than most fan bases out there because of our tradition. You know, we got the whole faithful thing and all of that. But what I wanted to start off with is yeah. you're from Alabama. Walk us through your draft process, drafted in the second round out of Jacksonville State. What was that call like and how was that all? How did all that go down? Um, well, I was disturbed. From a restful sleep, I was out, out cold. That was the first time. Draft day was really one of the few days uh, that I had an opportunity to sleep <laughs> uh, leading up to the draft. It's different now because now you now you have the combine and you have the set uh, pro days where uh, the scouts can only come to the school on certain times and they can only work you out at certain times. Back then, it was if you find him, you go check him out. And I went to a little tiny Division II school, and people hadn't heard of it. There were very few people that had even come through and seen me. And my junior year, uh, Dave Campo, who was actually with the Dallas Cowboys, he was a scout for them. He came through and and um, looking at another one of my cheeseburger, one of my one of my uh, teammates, Orlando Adams. He got drafted. He was a D lineman. Got drafted by uh, um, Philly. He, uh, same year I came out. But he, but uh, they came through. They were looking at him, and he kept saying that. Well, this guy, you keep showing up, so I need to know who you are. And he was like, "Well, if you have another year like that, you'll have an opportunity to play." So I just went and I played. I did my thing, and then I got invited to the combine, and I did okay at the combine. So after that, everyone wanted to come to Jacksonville State. So every single day, I am not exaggerating. Every single day from the time the combine ended in February up until the draft in April, I had some, at least one team working me out. <laughs> Could you imagine so that I today? Good Lord. Draft day, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, literally, I, I, I mean, they would come and get me out of class. They would, I, I, you know, it was in the calf every single day. Some days I'd work out for three or 14 separately uh, uh, because everyone wanted to do their own thing. They wouldn't even work me out at the same time. It was very rare that that would happen. And so I was, I was, I was just working out all the time. So back to draft day, draft day was one of the few days I knew no one was working me out. I was in my dorm room, TV off, door locked, sleeping. <laughs> and that is a true story. I was sleeping. The phone rang right before the draft started, and it was a guy from Pittsburgh. And I remember thinking, uh, man, it's cold in Pittsburgh. I don't want to go to Pittsburgh. I remember <laughs> thinking that. Um, and, and he was like, hey, you know, we like you. We're going to draft you. And, then, and Houston called me saying they liked me and they had come and visited my, they came to visit my parents and the DB coaches and, you know, had all come to visit my parents in Aniston where I was from. And I knew, and I was like, they're not going to draft me. You know, they had the 10th pick of the draft. I was like, they're not drafting me. I knew that. So I, I would, you know, so I was just like, okay, can I get off this phone so I can get some rest? And I slept until the phone rang and it was Ray Rhodes from the and and uh, 49ers fans you remember him it was Ray Rhodes he was my DB coach and 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 he was like hey you little mother <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to draft you I told you I told you so, so, so get on the plane get your little ass on the plane right now come on come on let's go let's go you got to know Ray Bob and he, and again I and it was from that day on I've been a Niner Man, and you know, I gotta say, you know, I, I love that you talked about Ray Rhodes. And I'm glad he made the call. Uh, amazing secondary coach, and man, you gotta say, you're part of one of the greatest secondaries of all time. You know, obviously, Deion Sanders, Merton Hanks, Tim McDonald, and yourself. What you guys were mm-hmm. able to do, you know, obviously, the 1994 Super Bowl season, probably one of the greatest teams in the history of the NFL. Did you guys know how special, um, historically, you guys were as a secondary unit? Uh, well, this is what we knew at the time playing. Uh, we knew that we were capable of matching up with anyone. That's the thing that we all knew. And it was, it was funny because, you know, see, when I was in college, and the, and the reason the 49ers drafted me is because of I, I like to play with man coverage. I, I played cat coverage. I, <laughs> and by that, I mean that my, my DB coach and, and my um, defense coordinator would come in, and, and Daryl Malone was my other corner. And so listen to what I'm saying. I had a D lineman, a couple of D linemen on the D2 school that got drafted. I, both of my corners, we got drafted. My safety, was a, he got an opportunity as a free agent. The quarterback got an opportunity to play. This was a Division II team, so we were pretty good. So we, we played cat coverage, and, and the, the coach would say, hey, Eric, you cover that cat. Malone, we called him Pony. Pony, you cover that cat. <laughs> and that was it. We had two defenses. We, we literally had two defenses, and one of them we had a free safety in the middle of the field, and the other one he would blitz. <laughs> and that was it. We played man coverage every snap, every every game, every play. But it was funny when I got to the 49ers early on in my career, the talk was that he can't play man coverage. He can't do this. He's too small for that. And and it was always comical to me. It was like, guys, that's not the scheme that we're running. I'm doing what they're asking me to do. And that's all I ever did. Before, when I came out, it was like, is he going to be able to learn this complicated scheme? Then all of a sudden, he doesn't know how to play man coverage. So now, let's move ahead to 1994. We all knew that we could match up across the board. Um, even when you went to our, uh, our sub-packages, I mean, we had Toy Cook coming in, who had been in, uh, been starting in the, NF, uh, in the um, NFC West 
for nearly a decade with New Orleans. Uh, Dana Hall, uh, high draft pick for us, was really learning the game and understanding how to play. Tyrone Drakeford had just gotten drafted, but he was a young, talented kid, and, and Ray Rhodes knew exactly how to put him into place. And then our DB coach at that time, Tom Homo, was really smart and just and allowed us to sometimes like just come up with the game plan. And by that, I mean they would say, okay, this is what we want to do. And we would look at it and be like, guys, it would be so much better for us to do it this way. And Tom would be like, okay, you guys figured out what it is so I can go upstairs and tell them what, what you guys are doing. <laughs> and that's it, and we were, and then really, that's, it was really that way because we were so comfortable with one another. We had been in that defense together. The only guy who hadn't been in the defense that was really out there for a long time was Prime. And – I knew the defense so well that I could literally tell Prime, okay, cover this guy right now. Cover As he was learning the defense, I could put him in a situation because we had a very complicated defense that um, multiple calls, I mean, you know, every single call could have four or five different checks to it. But I could always put him in a position to where he didn't have to worry about those things. And, and it was the same with Tim and Merton. We could always talk to one another and confuse quarterbacks like when we played an Atlanta game, we got three interceptions in the exact same call because we played it three different ways. Hmm. Because we knew how to talk to one another and tell each other what we were going to do, why we were going to do it. Um, even down to that Troy Aikman interception in, in the um, in the, the NFC Championship game, As, you know, it was Tim and I literally talking to, talking about something we had seen, and I turned to Tim and said, "Here it comes." <laughs> he looked at me and he was like, "Okay, go get it." It's a question of things being the guys understanding what's going on. So that's how that team was, man. We it wasn't a question of uh, of historical value. We just knew that we could play well, and you were going to really, really have to hunt if you were going to beat us because we were going to make it tough on you. And the only crime in that, in, you know, the, the historic value was lost. I think really because they didn't give us a chance to stay together, and we've gotten on Carmen policy about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, we all wanted it. It just unfortunately didn't fold out that way. But so thankful for that 94 season, which was special. And, you know, if we jump to today, you know, the 49ers' defense is actually – it's impressive. It's great what they put together, even though it's a very small yeah. sample size. So, Eric, I guess my question for you is this. What do you see being the main difference between the 2019 Niners and the past three or four years? They're faster. The defense is definitely faster. Uh, you look at uh, what they're doing, uh, you know, at the linebacker. You, I mean, look at the way Quan Alexander and uh, Greenlaw play when you have those backers on the field, how, how they're able uh, to just, you know, take up space in the passing game, how they're able to run things down, run down screens, um, the way they're able to run past guys before they can get to the second level when linemen are trying to get up on them. And then they play angry. That, that's part of it. I mean, the defensive line, uh, you, a lot of draft equity has been spent on that defensive line. Um, and, and also, you look at it from a free agency standpoint. You look at what you have across that front. Again, it's speed. It's power. Guys have developed. They understand what they can do. Uh, players that people may have wanted a lot more out of early on, um, now they have gotten into a comfort You know, like an Armstead. He's gotten into a comfort zone to where he knows what he's capable of doing. Um, and because he has talented players around him, now you get to see just how talented he is. 
because the, all the focus can't be on one particular player. Uh, yeah, they get they had I mean six guys that could easily be starters, a minimum of six guys in that front that could easily be starters. Uh, so you have that going for you on the back end. Um, Sherm is healthy again, um, as healthy as he's been in a while. And I said from day one, get him. I was I was a strong advocate when you know sign Sherm. I was talking to him before he got back on the squ- before he got on the squad that I wanted to see him in, in, in my number on, you know, in my colors, because I knew that not only would he get back to form, but he would also raise the level of that room. And that's important having that pressure on one another. That's why we had such a good unit because we all were trying to get it done. Not, not outdo the next guy, right. but not let the next guy down. You had to play at a certain level because you knew the guys around you were capable of playing at that level. And that's what I wanted in that, to see there. So you, you combine the speed, um, you combine, you know, younger guys starting to come into their own, like a Witherspoon, these guys are coming in. And then, and then you have some guys that are just coming in right now as they figure it out. They're figuring, it, they're figuring things out fast and they're playing angry and, and they're bringing back, you know, these, these hits back there. I mean, you know, they're booming people again. People know you watch the film. I see guys alligator, alligator arm and balls, you know, you know, and, and by that, like runnies that the runnies say that all the time, make a guy alligator arm ball because no one really wants to extend their hands fully into an alligator's mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what you guys doing in that secondary, you know, and, and, and that's what they're doing. And the other thing that, that tax, it's been levied again. There was there's again something I learned. There's there's a tax. There's an ass tax for com- for coming into the middle of the field. And people know when you play the Niners that you are going to get your ass smashed when you come into the middle of the field, and it's showing up on film. That's why I think what this defense is doing will continue. Short sample size, but I really think that it's repeatable because they're they're playing sound football. The guys are playing well together. They're playing fast. They're playing angry, not mad, because <laughs> uh, you, you lose focus when you're mad. But they're playing angry football out there, and um, I like what I see. Man, it, very, very well said. And I guess here's what I want to do. Can you real quick, and this will be one of our last questions, help me from being the person that's believing, man, Super Bowl or bust. What are some of the concerns you have from the defense? Because they are young. Obviously, the safeties are ha- struggling a little bit, but there's some promise there with the youth. Is there anything of this defense that you say, man, if we can fix this one thing, that then this could be something special? Uh, my concern is not with the defense. No, I, I, I already think you see, the, you see the signs of the defense being um, a contender. There's no, this is a playoff defense. That's it. So health is the, that's the main concern. You know, D Ford's knees holding up. Uh, Witherspoon, you know, how soon does he get back? Uh, yeah, you at the safety position is just growth. It's just growth, but they're playing well now. Um, so that's not my concern. But if my biggest concern for, from the defensive standpoint is how often are, is the offense going to put them in situations like they were in the last game? You can't, you can't expect, you cannot expect, I don't care how good that defense is. You cannot expect your defense to save you, with, you know, in a, in a five turnover game like that. You just can't do that. So um, I'm not. I I think the personnel defensively is good enough. Um, 
so now the question on how good are they going to be defensively, it is. It's still it's a growth uh, with the young guys and it helps. And, and that's just the main thing. If they continue to progress at the level they are, uh, I don't see anything going wrong uh, with this. They, they are better than I thought they would be, definitely. And um, I think that they can be better than anyone expected them to be. That's awesome. That That is great to hear. Now, Eric, can you please let everybody know where they can find you and what you're working on currently? Okay. Now, number one, I'm back on Twitter. I'm back on. I'm, so I'm, I got, so underscore Eric Davis underscore. So I'm starting to tweet out my little feels about things again. So please follow me on that. Um, uh, you know, if you, if you have any comments or anything like that. And, and then I'm, I'm working on a podcast at the Believe uh, Pod. Well, everyone, wherever you listen to your podcast, you're listening right now. That means you're listening to podcasts. So check me out on the Believe Podcast Network. It's Believe, Believe spelled B-L-E-A-V, Believe in 49ers. Um, working with uh, Rayshon Haylock on that, and we talk, we tell, you know, old-time stories. We talk about the game. We talk a little, you know, talk game plans, talk, um, you know, upcoming teams, break it down, things like that. I, I, I give enough X's and O's to talk about the game, but um, as you see, I like the stories. I like talking about that, and I've always thought the job of an analyst is to not tell people about the X's and O's but uh, because you can get those on your phone that you know google will give you the give you the the stats the job of an analyst is to explain what the stats mean and and talk about how they affect the players in your colors so that's what i try to do um and and that's that's what i'm that's what i'm doing right now um so just guys just come up and just check me out on on those things right now there's some there are some other things that i'm that i'm actually doing right now but i'm gonna wait we'll talk about that next time we talk that happens but um, but check me out on the podcast. I'd appreciate that. All right. Well, really do appreciate your time, and you are always welcome back on the 49ers Rush Podcast. So everybody head over there. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter and subscribe to the Believe 49ers Podcast. Really appreciate your time, Eric. Thanks a lot. All right, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.